Welcome again, audience, listeners, people of the interwebs and elsewhere. I don't know where else you would be uh, outside of the internet. In the room with us. Uh, that'd be weird, because I'm in my office by myself. Uh, yeah, who's that behind the curtain? Stop fucking with me. Uh, yep, this is another episode of the Random Rolls Podcast, where you'll find a filthy crew of animals getting together and trying to play tabletop role-playing games. Every month or so, we'll showcase a different tabletop RPG, a homebrew idea, module, or one-shot that's happened to find a hook in our tiny little buttholes. Speaking of butts, this podcast is shamelessly no-holds-bar adults-only, and uh, very, very immature, as you'll soon find out. Or, if you listened to the previous episode, already know. And if you came back for this one, thank you so much. We hope you're enjoying it. And uh, I'm excited to get into this. We are all consenting peoples playing make-believe games where we don't uh, know half as much as we should about anything. So don't have a lot of expectations, please. This is your only warning, so listen on or turn back. And I'll let Dylan take over. How's it going, everyone? Thank you again for tuning in to check out the Random Rolls uh, podcast. This is the... Technically, episode one, I would say. I would say last episode is an episode zero of sorts. Um, but before we really get into it, I want to peek behind the curtain. We're playing a, a, a very gruesome horror-style game, and, it, and, and in real life, peek behind the curtain, it just turned fall. Um, and I wanted to, to ask our players what their thoughts were on uh, pumpkin spice, since that is a thing that people seem to love that I can't really get behind. And if you can quickly say, I hate it, that's all, we can move on, or you can go oh, as elaborate oh. as you want. I've got some thoughts about Pumpkin Spice, but I'll let Randy talk about his feelings about it. Randy, let's hear it. Pumpkins are for jack-o'-lanterns only. Okay. That's it? So you got? I, I have nothing else to say. That's, it's like law. Pumpkins are for, are for jack-o'-lanterns, not eating. You don't like a pumpkin pie? What, are we going to eat pine cones next? You don't like pumpkin pie? Yeah, pumpkin pie is pretty good. So, okay. <laughs> there's a... Let, let's get this. Let's just get, let's just get the fucking record straight. All right? Pumpkin spice. It's not a real thing. It's just a grouping of spices that is used in pumpkin pie that they use in other things. There's no actual pumpkin in the spices. It's just very reminiscent of pumpkin pie, which is why it's called pumpkin spice. That's all. Leave it to, leave it to the guy who went to culinary school. No, that <laughs> that is true. He's right. Um, real quick, I don't like it. It's fine. Pumpkin pie is good, but that's it. I just wanted to see where we all stood, and I assumed, I assumed we would all be up with that one. Yeah, not 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 too much of a fan. Yeah, I don't eat cheese, so you can't trust me on food. What did you say? You don't like cheese? I don't like cheese, so what? trusting me on food is is a dangerous uh, miscalculation. What are you, you human? Know, I was, yeah, I was vegan for a while, and and <laughs> cheese was the thing that brought me back from <laughs> from veganism into vegetarian. So what the fuck, dude? Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I know I would not be with my wife if I didn't eat cheese. Uh, it's a it's a staple. So. What? Why? What? Is it specific cheeses? All cheeses? Textures? Flavors? What? It's uh. Anything that's not on pizza, I cannot really? eat, and I will not. Hmm. I take a moral stance. Not even if we, here and now. we showed up at your house with a, a, a delectable 
with a delectable assortment of charcuterie, cheeses and crackers. Yeah, what if he made jams, what if he made a jellies? charcuterie board? Yeah, charcuterie board. Charcuterie. <laughs> Sharp coochie board. Well, that sounds tasty. It's, it's quite delicious. He's made one for me before. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, well, on on the note of not liking cheese, we're going to get into some more horror stories tonight. Um, That's horrific. Uh, real quick. Yeah. It's, I don't, I'm kind of at a loss for words. I'm trying to roll with it. Hopefully, you can't hear the shock in my voice. So yeah, we're going to jump back into the story here with uh, Kant the Squalid and Rickety Cricket. Uh, talk about a little bit about what they bought with their silver, uh, how they're feeling, why they're traveling together, where they're going, are they uh, surviving, are they thriving? Uh, let's let's hear a little bit about what you guys purchased for your characters and uh, what you where you might be going, where you're, what you're doing with yourselves these days. On the dark road. Well, Kant the Squalid bought a bunch of shit. I had about 147 silver to spend. And uh, to go along with my starting equipment, I bought a crowbar, a mirror, a medicine box, a backpack, a small wagon, dried food, water skins, lantern, and oil, tent, rope, grappling hook, and a mattress. All in the wagon. Is that all? That's it. That's quite a bit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, starting, what, how much did silver did you start with? 147, and I've got 35 left. That's, yeah, that's quite a bit of silver to start the game with. Um, you rolled pretty well, and I believe your class granted you quite a bit as well, so. Yes, in my class. It was one of the things you rolled on, like, more silver, too, I think. I yeah, it was. Probably should have listened to that, but, <laughs> alas. Um, yeah, so you, 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 uh, you were very cash rich at the beginning, so. Which is cool. Sounds like you, you spent it well. Uh, it won't do you any good uh, when you're dead, of course. But right. uh, your character can hold on to those items for a little while, as long as I can. And then, Randy, what, Randy, what did Rickety Cricket come up on? Not as much, I know. So, so I, uh, I bought some poison, as one does, and uh, an oil lamp, and dried, as one does. I nice. need to see, <laughs> I need to poison things. Just those two things. And, uh, yeah. Just basicness and 20 days worth of dried food. There you go. All right. Very nice. Because I, I like to eat. And and you want to have food on hand in this game. You do technically. And every other RPG I've played, you don't really, we just kind of hand wave the, the food. Uh, you don't, it's kind of boring and meticulous to track. But in this, it, it does have a mechanical effect if you're not eating. So we're going to, it seems like you've got enough food to last that we can kind of just tick those off. Every day or every rest, but until we get there, it sounds like you're all are set. Hell yeah. Awesome. Um, and then, Robert, I know that you had a rare sought-after item that uh, everybody else wanted. People are trying to find you for. Um, if you want to talk about that. Sure. Uh, That'd be cool. Yeah, so I came up with the idea of uh, the Rat King Flail. I'm sure somebody else has thought of something similar or whatever, but I thought it'd be cool to, to wield a flail with a rat king at the end. And uh, being this is a, a fantasy world, it figured the rats would be alive by some kind of dark, mysterious energy. And um, they have to, in order for the flail to continue existing, I have to make sure that they, the rats are fed. Otherwise, they will consume themselves into oblivion. And uh, I would no longer have the flail. I 
essentially stole this flail from a uh, a cult uh, that follows a a rat god. Yeah, I'm trying to keep my identity well hidden, so that way they can't find me, and I can keep this crazy fucking flail. Kant might be slightly obsessed with it, and uh, he's named every rat attached to the flail. God, if you don't know what a rat king is, Google it. It's when Robert was texting me this idea, I was just like gagging. It's atrocious, um, but it's perfect for this game. Uh, rat kings are disgusting, and I love this idea. Yeah, so, so. if you're not familiar with what they are, <laughs> they're gross. a real thing. When rat, yes, when rat populations get too too high, uh, basically they they kind of their tails get tangled, just because they're just in tight quarters. And it's fucking disgusting. They end up running around together, tied together. They're at the end of a, a wooden pole that I'm going to use to smack people in the face with. Yeah, it's it fun kind of creating a little weapon without making it too powerful. I, my first instinct was just like, make it hella strong. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is too strong. I you can't have this. So we had to we had to take the foot off the gas a little bit. But it's a it's a cool rare sought after item for sure. So yeah. That being said, did nobody bought any more scrolls or anything, right? Nothing else that we need to roll on? No. I don't believe. Nope. I spent everything, or most of my stuff on mundane items I figured we might need during the adventuring. Smart. You never know. We'll see. Perfect. We'll see. You never know who you'll come across. Yeah, never know. Where you'll get more silver, where you'll lose it all. Yep. Where your corpse will end up. All of the above. So, uh, like I said last week, um, or last episode, I should say, kind of taking a few different pamphlets and, and uh, other things that I've read and just kind of putting it all together in a unique little story. So going to be using a few pamphlets for sure. And I'm going to name those off. There might be some other things I get added in. Uh, I will do my best to mention anything else that I can actually reference uh, to give credit to those uh, authors who have created. Like I said last time, the the third party uh, publishers for Morkborg is just out, outstanding. There's a ton of interesting stuff all over Kickstarter, all over itch. It is out of control. Uh, itch.io. <laughs> it, it truly is. It's just like this book. It is insane. Um, so, uh, too many things to pick from, but I, I settled on four pamphlets to kind of put into the story. So that's, uh, the ROMs in, uh, which was released by Nerd Sirens and created by Zero, Klimatu Collective and Zet. Uh, then we have The Tomb of the Screaming Snakes, which was released by Sorchi Games and written by Carl Eric Enquist. The Broken Sword of Vile Souls, which was released and written by Philip Reed. And Murky Bog, <laughs> which was released and written by Seedling Games. It's a good name. So check out all of those if you want to get a little bit better idea of where uh, the story is coming from. Uh, also, just go online and check out these these publishers. They're They're making a ton of stuff. It's all great little, it's like a buck for, for a lot of these. Just support these independent publishers that are, that are making good stuff for these games. So uh, even if you just use one thing out of it, like I'm probably going to do with some of these, it, it's, it helps them and helps the community grow this hobby. So um, with that being said, I think we're, I'm ready to get into it. Oh boy. Y'all ready? Fasten your seatbelts, jumping into the, uh, I don't know, cockpit or I don't know. I don't know. We're jumping into something. This is great. Off to a roaring start. The dirty butthole that is Morkborg. Yes. 
So Cricket is ready. All right. If your minds and your souls are ready, um, we will open, as you might imagine, in darkness. Vanta black across our field of vision. Oh. Through the black, sound arises in our ear. It's expensive. The sounds of footsteps along a dirt road, the creak of a cart, and the braying of a donkey. The crunch of detritus under boots, hooves, and the wheels grow. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, it's my word. <laughs> yeah, I know, I had to steal it and do it in the first <laughs> four sentences. The crunch of detritus under boots, hooves, and wheels grow as the blackness of our slight sight slowly starts to lighten up from the top of the frame downward. We see the dead branches of sporadic trees reach up to the sky, leaves long decayed due to the disappearance of the life-giving sun. We then notice the smoke lingering in the air, limiting visibility beyond a few dozen feet. Patchy in most places, but rolling along at a fast pace in a breeze that doesn't seem to have any effect on anything else. As the light continues to fill downward in our vision, smoke rolls along the ground and clears for enough of a moment that we see two travelers and a donkey pulling a cart, their backs to us. Their footsteps continue to echo in the silence as they walk away, down a black path through a dead forest and an all-but-dead world. Uh, from the front of the travelers, uh, at a low angle in a shaky cam, at an uncomfortable tilt in black and white, we get a look at them. Standing before us are the heretical priest Camp the Squalid and the occult herb master Rickety Cricket. Did you hear that? My wife? No. <laughs> What'd she say? Okay. She said, <laughs> and the Ghostbusters, and I turned around and she ran away. <laughs> um, okay, we'll cut that out. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm keeping that in if I can hear it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you just and crank her up in the background. <laughs> and the Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> anyway, I wonder how long she was standing behind me <laughs> listening to me just read. Uh, so, uh, if. Please describe your characters, Rickety Cricket and uh, Camp the Squalid. Randy, go. You go first. After you, sir. All right. So Cricket is a a slovenly looking man of a a bulbous nature. <laughs> uh, stains on his shirt from various herbs and overeating and excitement. And uh, yeah, he just looks like a guy you don't want to tangle with, and probably a guy. You'd, don't want to share a fork with. Perfect. And, uh, caught the squalid. Starved. Looks very thin. It's described uh, by the book as font and pale. I didn't know what font was, and, uh, it sounds like it means almost infantile. Uh, he's probably about five foot four. Very smooth skin, but dirty. Uh, he's got a very gaunt face. He's got a very thin chin and jawline up until you reach his cheekbones. Then his head kind of grows exponentially, almost roundish. Very long, crooked nose. Eyes that go in two directions at once. If I were to say, give him an actor to play him, it would be Marty Feldman. Nice. He's wearing a uh, a cloak. Very thick. Dirty. Black. May have been a lighter color at some point. Uh, but over his cloak... He's wearing, uh, or under his cloak, he's wearing scale mail, dirty bowler cap, and he's walking right next to his donkey, Matilda. Nice. Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, 
yeah, in the cart there's just a, a, a mix of things. Crates, um, probably some, some herbs and goods from Cricket. But uh, He sounds like the polar opposite of Cricket. Exactly. <laughs> like, every, everything you just said, Cricket looks the opposite of that. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Small head <laughs> The yin and the yang of this universe. For sure. Yeah, but uh, every once in a while he'll use his staff to kind of prod Matilda to, to keep her moving along through the mud. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what he looks like. Awesome. Well, as you as you two walk this road, the only sounds you hear are your own. The, like I said, the, you can see the smoke along the ground rolling in a breeze that doesn't seem to exist beyond the effect it has on these on this smoke rolling from your right to the left as you walk across this path through this dying forest. Uh, the boot falls crunching on the rocky soil, the wheels of your cart turning, your breathing and the donkeys, uh, the occasional jab to the ribs of Matilda to keep her moving. Those uh, the the uh, so really the only sounds you hear as you're as you're walking out here. Are you you guys talking to each other? Are you just kind of walking in silence? That's a good question. I don't know how is your relationship one that you might have small talk or 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 say things, or are you just kind of like. This is the guy who's walking on the road right next to me, and I'll carry some shit for him. I'm hungry, Kant. You're always hungry. I know. All I have is this dried food to eat. I need something more substantial. Yeah, stop looking at Matilda like that. I was going to say, Miss Matilda's looking awfully tasty. I, I'll glare at him. Don't you touch Matilda. She's worth more than you are dead. Yeah. You're probably right. I am worthless. Awesome. Are we, uh, are we, do we have a destination? You might. Uh, you're definitely walking onward. As of now, you know you're, you're traveling on a road. And, uh, you are, I don't know if you, if you have an ultimate destination. One might present itself, but. I'm traveling away from people who I owe money to. Oh, that's right. As long as it's further and further away from them. <sighs> and towards food. Yes, yes. We're moving away. You know that I have people looking for me as well. We must continue on. Perhaps we can peddle some of your shitty potions to to idiots along the road. <laughs> yes. I like this idea. That's right. You do get to start the day with some some stuff. Even though it is technically uh, late afternoon, evening-ish, as you're walking down this road, let's visit your character pages real quick and get some things rolled on them, because it might have some effect later on. So I believe uh, we already rolled your omens for the day, correct? Last time? I believe we did. We did, yeah. Perfect. And then I believe for the Occult Herb Master, uh, you have some random potions that you, you get to make each day. Decoctions. Exactly right. Yeah, what page are the decoctions? They are on 57. 56. And fifty-seven. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Boy, oh puppy. What is that stupid fucking guy? <laughs> Chupapi Munyano. Yeah, yeah. Dumb. <laughs> um. Anyway. <laughs> um. So yeah, give me a uh, two D eight rolls, and we will uh, we'll see what you get on that on this random table. Uh, I think I rolled it. Maybe. Yep. I see it there. Yeah. You got a one and a seven. Uh, the one is uh. 
red poison. Ooh, more poisons, yes. So add this yes. to my equipment, right? Correct, yeah. So this will be this changes out every day if you're not using them. Uh, since you get two new ones every day, that you I say you can either sell them or use them by the end of the day. Uh, if you don't, all of the materials okay. and it breaks down and just becomes brown, nasty liquid that doesn't have any effect. So the first one is a red poison, uh, toughness DR12, or negative D10 hit points. So that's just basically someone. Uh, we can come back and reference this later. So I would just put red potion, red poison, excuse me. And then seven is Hyphos Enervating Snuff. And it says, Berserk! Two attacks per round, but defend with DR14. Last one fight, must be snorted, causes sneezing. So this is like a... <laughs> you, got that, you got that cocaine, <laughs> exactly bro? Exactly what it sounds like. You can just put blow <laughs> if you want on the sheet. We'll come back to it. Right, blow on your character sheet. Yes. Yes, I, I, I like this. Perfect. And then uh, we'll come back to page 56 when and if those uh, those become relevant. Proud of you. Poison and cocaine. Correct. A powder and a potion. Poison. Why do I keep saying potion? Because it's about the same word. Pokemon on the brain. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you guys are kind of having your little conversation as you're walking through. Um, you continue onwards, walking down this path going wherever you're going. Uh, the smoke is ebbing and flowing around you. Sometimes you think you can see some things off in the corner of your eyes, but when you turn to look, uh, you only see an empty clearing or a tree stump reminiscent of a corpse. Even after all this time on the bleak and blackened road, your mind plays tricks on you about what could be hiding out in the mists. All of a sudden, off to your right, out in the smoke, you realize your senses are actually no longer playing tricks on you. You hear the flapping of wings and the subtle cawing of a raven or two. Um, let's uh, let's get the first roll uh, in actual what? gameplay. Let's uh, let's get a presence check from everyone to see to see something. Maybe maybe not. Got an eighteen. Oh, five. Eighteen. All right. Little big, little big, big little dick. The squalid. Um. <laughs> Hold on. That's the name of my avatar. Yeah, that's his Roll20 avatar name. Big Little um, Dick. Irreverent Childish Humor aside, um, that 18 is enough to pass, and, and the smoke opens up enough for you see, to see a murder of crows, roughly 30 or so in total. Uh, they're perched on, the, on a heap of a shadow. Uh, they're hopping from place to place, squawking at one another, squabbling over bits of food or, or something else. You, you can't quite make out what they're doing beyond that. Uh, as the smoke rolls back in again, they're they're about fifty feet off to your right or so. That's curious. Did you see that cricket? Sorry, I was I was eating some dried food. What what, what did you see? There's some uh a murder of crows. Murder over there. And, uh, it seems they're eating something. They need to share. Fucking starving. You're not starving. You're just always hungry. I have an insatiable appetite. I'm starving. Metabolism's too fast. One of the two. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky you're so scrawny and may have eaten you by now. I'd like to see you try. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. I brandish my staff at his, his face. All right. Just joking, friend. <laughs> oh, look at this map. It's a good-looking map. Yeah, so you're you're on this road. Do you, you want to go investigate that? You're going to just ignore it, keep going? Um, I mean... Either way, up to you. Me? 
Let's go take a look. May as well investigate. See what these crows are after. Perhaps there's something we can sell. Gotta be eating sell. something. And, that's, and I like something. That's kind of just like off up here. You're not really sure. Just kind of out in the swampy forest up there. Oh, if uh, if it's in the swamp, it's not really swamp. will not go. <laughs> it's not really swamp. It's just kind of like muddy, nasty. You can walk through it. You won't lose a boot. It's not real swamp. It's not going to swallow you up. It's just gross. Swamp is the best word I can come up with for it, but it's uh, it's charred, Murky, charred, muddy wet. ground and wet and just ugh, and it squishes under your foot, but it, it's only an inch or two deep. So, ultimately, more boggy than swampy. Um, there might be a puddle or here or there, but it's uh, it's not really a swamp. Swamp's not the best word for it. I apologize. A bog? Bo- boggy. Bog is better. Yeah, <laughs> definitely boggy. <laughs> Okay. Um, Matilda, stay here. I'm going to take a rope from the wagon and then tie her to. Yeah, uh, there's a tree nearby that you can tie her to. It's just a stump. It's like five feet off the trail, but yeah. It uh, doesn't look like it's super strong, but it'll it'll hold. Uh, as long as Matilda's not spooked or running off, it'll, it'll hold her fine. Come on, Cricket. Let's go see what they're doing. Maybe there's something we can set up. All right, I'm right behind you. I'll uh, start walking towards where I saw the crows, my staff. Okay. So you tie Matilda up, and then uh, you walk over through the, the rolling smoke. And when you get to where you think you're about 10 feet away uh, from where the, the birds are, the smoke clears up, and, and you can st- see there's still a good 40 feet or so away. It seems as though you've been walking. You've obviously been walking, but you've, it seems as though you've not moved, even though you've covered distance. They're still far away. Um, as you keep going on, kind of a weird little moment but uh you keep going on the smoke abates long enough uh you you know you're making your progress a bank of smoke rolls across you as you travel another 10 feet forward and then the smoke clears and suddenly you're right next to these crows nearly standing over them they immediately notice you and they all turn to look and they begin screaming and cawing hopping and scooting about covering whatever it is they are on top of they're just crawling over it uh suddenly they see Suddenly... This is very sudden. Hold on. I'm holding my breath. Yeah. (laughs) Suddenly you see they they slightly start to dematerialize a little bit. The edges of their feathers become a hazy mist. Oh my god. Uh, Each bird's personal mist start to intermingle with its neighbors. And they coalesce into one giant red-eyed raven. Through Through all of their feathers... Though all of their feathers appear to be made of this thick black mist... Underneath, you can see its broken skeleton, which is partially covered in rotting flesh. Black tar oozes from its open beak as it lets loose a cry and spreads its wings outward in a display of dominance. And we're going to roll for initiative for the first time in this game. What is it, fuckery? As this giant undead raven has appeared in front of you. Where's... Where's the initiative? At uh, the center of uh, the character sheet. I, I see, I see. Yeah, the way initiative works in this is you roll a d6. It appears uh, that it's already giving you the agility bonus to both of those. Based on those numbers, we're going to say that you guys get to go first. So you roll a 1d6, 1 through 3, the enemy goes first. 4 through 6, the PC goes first. Um, and then you get your individual initiative to to decide who gets to go first within the group. So we are going to have you go first. It looks like Randy gets to 
make the first move, the first turn in combat here against this giant, gross, nasty corpse of Raven. How big is this bird? Uh, it, it's, it looks as if 30 birds mesh together. So it's, it's a good, it's a good size. 30 times as large as a raven. Not 30 times. That's way too big. <laughs> I it's, mean, it's, it it's looks pretty, pretty big. big on the map. It's like a 10 foot by 10 foot creature. It's a large creature. He's a nasty, nasty looking thing. And he, he, uh, he yelled, let's loose that cry right at you. And a little bit of the tar flies from its mouth and, and spittle and lands on your cloak. And, uh, it's your action, cricket. So you can't you can swing, shoot, do basically whatever you want here. <laughs> I'll tell you what you can do. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna swing at it with this knife. Cool. Am I close enough to yeah. swing at it? Yeah, you are adjacent at a at a corner. You're close enough that you are in close range, so you you can definitely swing out. Um. So let's go ahead and we will roll uh, a melee. Uh, that'll be strength. So give me a strength roll to see if you can. Hit this thing. I rolled a 19. Ooh, ni- 19. That is definitely a hit. So you get D4 damage on it. You reach out, cut through the mist, get down to the bone with the blade. A little bit of bone chips off. It lets out another cry up towards the air as you deal three points of damage. Take that, you fucking freak. It swings its wings wildly, knowing that it is, in fact, a freak. You cut it emotionally with those comments. That's what I was hoping. And then uh, Kant, you can you can take a turn. You can also move away, Cricket, if you want, or move around, do something else. You got a you got a move action essentially as well, if you'd like to take that. No, I'm pissed. I'm ready. I'm at, perfect. I'm up in its ready space. to eat this thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. All right, Kant. Okay, um, I'm gonna take out the Rat King Slayer and say, "Shut up! It's time to eat." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get an attack roll here. Alright. Oh, it's a four. Oh no, okay. Not a natural one. So it is not a fumble, but that is a miss. You swing wildly and, and the, the head of the flail misses. Uh, catches some of the, the, the misty feathers of the wing, but not enough contact to actually deal any damage. It, it buffets some of the mist and you can see the mist uh, as you swing the flail, it parts the mist of the the wing open, and then the mist coalesces again behind uh, the breeze of your miss. Are you going to take a move action, or are you going to just stand and bang as well? Oh, no, I'm definitely going to move out of the way. Okay. <laughs> uh, how far? Uh, about a room, right? So. Yes, yeah, so you can move like 30 feet if you wanted to. I'll run over this way, about 20 feet. All right. Due west. 20 feet due west. Uh, that you get an attack of opportunity. Just kidding, it doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was a little scared for a second. Yeah, you, you move through three threatened squares, technically. Uh, he has combat reflexes. Anyway, this is a different game we're playing. So, let's see here. Can't uh, has moved out of the way. This giant raven screeches down at Cricket, who is the nearest target to it. That doesn't trigger. Um, he will reach down with, and, uh, with the beak open trying to rip a little bit off of off your shoulder. He swings his head down, making a, uh, a bite attack at you. So roll to defend. So we'll get you, uh, a, an agility roll from you, Cricket, to see if he hits. Oh, that is a critical... Oh, no. So, no, that's 
Good. So you rolled uh, a critical evade, essentially. Yes. So you rolled a natural evade, 20 on, on your defend, which means that you, uh, if you were attacking, you get double damage, you deal some blah, blah, blah. But since you are defending, you get a free attack. So uh, not only does the attack miss, but you essentially get this attack of opportunity now. So you get a free attack against this creature since you critically defended. So make an attack roll. Uh, melee. So what? So with the poison, how, do, how does the? How do I apply since it's, it? I would say that you could do that as like a move action, but since it's technically just a quick reaction to this bird attacking, you're basically sidestepping and stabbing. I don't think that you have the time to sidestep, apply the poison, and then stab. So you can do that on your next turn, but for right now, uh, we're just going to do a basic attack unless you okay. wanted to do something else in place of this action. Like, I don't know. I I think. You'd, Taking the attack is is the best option for you in this is essentially not your turn moment. Uh, yeah. So since it's that knife, it'll be melee strength attack. So I roll strength. All right. This time not so high. Oh, I thought it was a one, but it's your plus one. So eight on the die is not enough to uh, to meet the creature's dr basically. Uh, not dr. Dr of the check. Uh, you you step aside. Deftly as it, it swings, its uh, it comes down with its beak. But you also catch a little bit of mist as it, it, it moves its head so fast you're able to step out of the way pretty deftly for your size. Uh, but you're not able to sink the dagger with your attack of opportunity there. And it, it, it rears back and it'll take a step, a li- move a little bit away. It's kind of timid of you after you've done some damage and it hasn't seemed to, to be able to do any to you. But it's still kind of hovering over whatever this shadowy lump is that it's standing. Um, and then it'll it'll come back to your turn, Randy. So now I'd say you could you could put some poison on a dagger or uh, something right, like that. So I'm going to put some, some black poison on my dagger. Okay. And uh, it says toughness DR14 or D6 damage. Shot it. So if you hit, you'll do the knife damage. Then the creature will roll a toughness check to see if it will beat that 14. And then if it fails that, uh, that's basically like a fortitude check or a con check. Um, and then it'll take the poison damage in addition. So you got to roll to hit to make sure that the da- the dagger actually can deliver the poison. And then we'll do the poison check after that. So roll another melee to hit. Is it easier for me to click the die next to the knife instead of hitting uh, strength? Maybe. The die next to the knife is the damage. The die next to strength, uh, just roll the strength. Got it. Because when I... Because when I clicked it oh, last, yes, it had an attack right. and a damage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably easy. It says cricket attacks with a knife. So let me see what that... Yeah, there we go. Ooh, 14. Nice. All right, so you, you swing out. Uh, we'll say you stepped up as you applied the poison. Swing out, and you do catch some bone underneath some of these misty wings, and you're able to, to chip off a little another little bit of these bones. You're pissed. You are pissing... Uh, this guy's pissing you off, clearly. It's a... It's dinner time, and it is keeping you from your meal. So you deal another two points of damage to it, and then we will roll a... You said DR14 toughness, correct? It says DR14, and it says uh, blind for one hour. Really? The black poison. That's what it says for poison black. Okay. Does it deal that 1d6 damage, too, or was that something else? Uh, So it says toughness DR14 or d6 damage plus blind for one hour okay so it'll do both so basically that or indicates if you fail 
you make the DR toughness check, or you take the 1d6 damage and the blindness. So let's see. I'm gonna roll a d20. Oh, that's that is gonna be a fail. Nice. Um, your poison is delivered to the the bone, right to the marrow of this giant raven. Um, roll get roll me a 1d6. It's gonna take a little bit more damage here. Kill it. Four more points of damage. With that. Hmm. All right. So with these creatures, they have like morale, basically. So like each kind of thing will trigger you to roll a morale thing to see if the creature flees. Um, that one did not go through. Uh, so the creature is going to stand here, even though it has now been blinded, uh, swinging its wings wildly, opening up as big as possible to try and be as threatening as it can. You can see through the majority of these tattered feathers as it's essentially a skeleton cloaked in mist. Um, the rotting flesh falls from its from these bones as you keep chipping chipping away here. Uh, and it is now Kant's turn. I cackle wildly at the end of that exchange. <laughs> uh, I'll move back up to it with the Rat King flail in hand and say, Chat ups, it's time to feast! On the bones of this creature. <laughs> eight, eight total. Again, you you catch a little bit of the wing parting the mists, the feathery mists, and uh, are unable to do any damage. And the creature senses you approach it, and it is going to itself take a swing out at you. So, what does the blindness do? It is because he is he's blind. It, right? it's, yeah, it's going to basically give you a bonus to your defend. So since he doesn't have uh, an attack roll, you're rolling to defend. You're going to get a bonus to your defend. It's going to be a plus four to your defend roll. Nice. Um, let me see here. Oop, that's the wrong dice for what I'm doing. Where my oh there there. Okay, perfect. So he swings down with the beak. Again, uh, so roll an agility to evade the, the beak. Kant. Okay. Uh, it's not with the, this is without the bonus. Alright, so that'll be plus four. Um, and I think you're, I think you're good. Ah! It kind of right? tries to take a chomp out of me. Yes, 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 yes. You are right. Or you are all good to go. That was a close one. You barely, you barely step back as the beak slams into the ground. A little bit of mud sputters up, and, and uh, some worms fly off of this dying creature, and they land on your shoulder and your cloak, and they're writhing around and getting into your shirt collar and crawling down in your shirt. I don't even notice. Yeah, perfect. Um, and it is Cricket's turn again. So so knowing that he's blind, I'm going like, to like, kind of circumvent around him, thinking that I'm okay. sneaky. and uh, Large and sneaky. Yes. I'm just going to keep on jabbing this fire right. with my knife. Since that poison hit and has been delivered, I'm just going to say that is no longer going to affect it. The dosage has been done. So we're down to just your, your knife damage again. Ooh. Yikes. All right. Another two. We've seen some twos here, but no no uh, natural one fumbles yet. So, All right. Again, you, you reach out as you move by, try and take a swipe at it, at its underbelly. Uh, but somehow senses you. You're not sure how, but uh, you're not able to, to connect and do any damage with that attack. 
and it is uh, Kant's turn again. All right, I'll just uh, swing out of the game. All right, let's see this. Rat King Flail. Bah, 19. There we go. That is definitely a hit. Seven damage. Seven points and of damage. Let's roll. What did we just say that was? Uh, the rat uh, thing? An extra, D, extra D4 on a hit. Perfect. So roll an extra. Oh, not much. One. All right. You deal eight points of damage altogether. One of these rats on the end of this flail bites into the bone and crunches off another little bit. Uh, and the, it squeals with pleasure as it has been fed. That one particular rat has gained enough sustenance from bone I guess for the day. <laughs> um, nice so, swing, Ezekiel. So, <laughs> I love how you have... How many rats are on the end of your flail? How many names do you have? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> you take that swing, make great contact, crunch it right in the side of its blind head, bone chips fall, fly and sputter to the ground as... Uh, you do a great deal of damage to this. One of your rats, named Ezekiel, clamps onto uh, the clavicle and chips it and breaks it into in two as he comes away with a uh, a little bit of bone in its mouth. The giant raven basically crouches down and begins to form back out into one or two or three ravens. And then there's a few of them. The mist settles and they co go back into their own little unique ravens. They're no longer this giant amalgamation. And the majority of them fly off, cawing, trying to find new purchase somewhere else, find find some other corpse to, to get their food. But you've dispatched this giant raven ghost, essentially. And uh, Can I try to grab one? Yeah, you can I try uh, to grab one? an agility check. Just to fly away. Oh, yeah, I want to smack one out of this guy if yeah. I can, too. <laughs> Ooh, that's a fumble. That's okay. You fall. Uh, Not very You agile. fall in the mud. And you take one point of damage from falling. <laughs> you like hit your knee on a rock, and uh, oh, can, yeah, you can you can hit one as you as it uh, as it uh, starts to fly away. Roll a one d four. Taunt. You you swing out. A, a rat's gonna get one, and then a rat is able to grab one of the birds as it is flying away, and it latches on, and is it has that bird <laughs> in its jaws as it uh, as you pull it back. So it's essentially like a grappling hook flail. That's disgusting. Um, okay, yeah. So <laughs> that rat is cool. able to, to catch uh, one of the one of the rats on your flail is able to catch a raven as it flies off, and then the, the remaining four or five fly off as well. Uh, and then, all right. Uh, yep. Oh, I was going to say that uh, now that now that uh, there's a bit of a meal for the for the rats, say. Uh, uh, in, enjoy the feast, my little ch- cherubs. And then just walk over to investigate. Is that why you're so scrawny? No, I just have a fast metabolism. We've talked about this. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'll, I'll put the Rat King flail down so way all of the rats can have a, a, a feast on the one bird. And then I'll, I'll go over to investigate uh, whatever the hell. That dark shadow they were the, the raven creature was sitting upon. Perfect. You got more damage from a rock falling on a rock than from this creature. <laughs> the creature. Uh, that's just my luck. Anyway, um, yeah, you 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 cruise over to see what they were what they were on top of, and it looks like it's the the decaying cloak. Kind of open it up and see what was in there, and you find 
uh, a corpse of some kind of humanoid creature. It, it almost looks like a rat folk type body with like an elongated snout on the skull and shortened arms, uh, haunched, hunched legs, but it, it's all still human bones. So some kind of weird curse might have befallen this, this corpse, but uh, the skin and meat have all but been picked over those Brits of burned flesh clinging to the bone under the decaying cloak. Um, looks like they might have been burned alive, but who knows how long ago. Um, and you can roll on the loot table for corpse plundering. So give me uh, roll 2d6. Alrighty. So that's going to be a 5 and a 3. So that's how I'm going to read that. Gotcha. Even though this creature was burned, as you're looking through it in one of the pockets of the corpse, or of the cloak, excuse me, you you find a scalp with long black hair attached to the scalp. You could wear it as a wig, uh, you could do what you'd like with it, but it is a, a preserved scalp <laughs> with long, thick black hair attached to it that you find. Does your guy have hair? Uh, you're <laughs> Or, I'm Cricket, yeah. I, I, I was reading my own name when I said that. Got some hair. I talk yeah. to myself sometimes. It's like a almost shoulder length, unkempt hair, greasy and frizzy. Is that possible? Yeah. It looks gross. It sticks to the side of his head. You know, I could use a toupee. A bit of a balding mess here. Well, here, I'll toss the scalp to him. <laughs> I'll promptly put it on my head and kind of like model it for him. Be like, how do I look? Just as ugly. Yeah, maybe a little uglier. Uglier. <laughs> All right. Hey, nobody, nobody, everybody who's collecting money from you won't recognize you, though. They know you couldn't grow hair like that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's a fucked up disguise. That's so fucking That's true. <laughs> um, perfect disguise. Perfect. I'm, I'm keeping it on my head. Like, this is my right. hat. Um, so you take your, your corpse plunder. Uh,. I guess it was worth it. Nobody got hurt. You you stubbed your toe on a rock and took a point of damage, but you got a cool disguise out of it. You could you could probably take the bones and and try and do something with them, but ultimately it doesn't seem like it's worth the trouble unless you wanted to take them. Um, I'm gonna take a few bones. Like, uh, does it look like there's marrow in it? Yeah, it's no. Uh, it it looks like they were burned. You might be able to get something out of it, but it's uh, it would take some work. Could make a stew out of it. Yeah. Uh, if it's still too intact. I'll just leave it. Okay. If there's any loose bones, I'll take those. Any bones we knocked off from the bird creature? Yeah, there's some chips and chips and stuff. Uh, it's not like a full like cartoon femur that a dog might find in a cartoon, but uh, you can you can get some get some marrow if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I'll put bone chips and some yeah, marrow. Yeah, what, what did you want to do with it? Just out of just have we feed some of that to the yeah. rat king? Yeah, I'd say you could the bone chips. For something else, you could huh? probably get a, a day's worth out of, of food for the for the rat king um, out of the marrow, and then do whatever you want with the bone chips. Sweet, cool. Uh, so you you walk back to your spot on the trail, and Matilda is gone. Shut the fuck up! Just kidding. She's still there, <laughs> tied up. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, I know. <laughs> Couldn't resist. Uh, so you go you uh, go back down. Matilda, I'm glad you're still here. <laughs> She rolls her eyes, wishing that you had been taken. I'll untie her. All right. Um, after after untying her and having a little conversation, she she follows you along 
you move, you continue moving west and north along your your trail to wherever again, wherever it is you're ultimately heading. Heading um, after another mile or so, the smoke begins to fade away a little more, uh, still rolling in and out, clouding your vision beyond a few dozen feet. Then you can see fifty feet. Then you can see five feet. Uh, it's 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 unsettling, but again, you're so you're so used to just bleakness here that it doesn't it doesn't really phase you looking ahead you're able to notice a few lights in the distance and the smell of something cooking meets your nostril you're not sure you're not sure if it's appetizing or not <laughs> uh, but you know you've eaten some some worse things uh, something that has smelled way worse and recently so ultimately it is appetizing oh my god that smells so good uh, as you get closer, you can see that the lights are coming from a, a two-story inn. Uh, it's barely being held together with stone, brick, and wood, a crude amalgamation defying the laws of physics. A decrepit stable stands nearby, and the breathy neighs of horses sound out. A well and outhouse also stand on either side of the inn. The proprietors appear to have enough sense not to put them too close together. <laughs> It seems we found our destination. Yeah, not too soon, too. Fucking starving. Uh, I guess we'll walk up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just walking up like not a care in the world. Awesome. All right, you walk up, and in the front door, just make sure this is ready to go. It's ready to go. Can you see that? Look at that in. That's an in right there, folks. I'm walking, walking in with my like head held high like I look great in this new hair hat I'm wearing. Dude, it's so <laughs> gross, man. <laughs> um, uh, okay, yeah, you, you walk in. I'm, you could you could do what you want with Matilda. There's a, a hitching post there, and like I said, a stable, so eventually you can, you can uh, board her up there in the stables and whatnot, but uh, the inside of the inn is dimly lit. Uh, there's a couple of tables that fill the main hall. A few patrons mill about and sit at the tables. Uh, there's a staircase along the southern wall, which leads upstairs. Uh, as you know, as you walk in, you notice the smell first. Sour odor that reminds you of rotten eggs. Then the proprietor behind the bar gives you a nod and a smile. He wipes a wet brown rag across his stained bar top, attempting to polish the bar out of habit or some other strange compulsion. And you are, you are inside this bar. Tavern of sorts. In kitchen. I'm walking right up to the, the counter, inquiring about some food. What do you call this establishment? Looking at one of the bartenders. Looks like there's two people behind Yeah, the bar. this person turns away from you. But this person <laughs> is very friendly. And this this man, he smiles a, a nasty grin. He's got five or so teeth left. But he smiles and laughs and says, Ah, welcome. My name is Howie. And ah, you have come to the Rom's Inn. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, take a look at the menu, and he points up to the board where there is, uh, it, ha it has three items. It says scrambled eggs, meat, and ale. Uh, what, let me know what I can get you. I've, we've got rooms, we've got food, we've got ale, we can, well, do whatever you need for the night. <laughs> He's just like smiling and giving you this nasty grin, and he spits out on the, on the ground behind the bar a black nasty. Uh, you can't tell if it's almost like a tobacco juice, but he doesn't seem to have any chew in his mouth. Give me an ale. I'll take two of everything. Oh, a man after my own heart. 
I changed my voice. I'm copying yours. <laughs> it's something I do. Don't worry. It's just a. Uh, I've been drinking. Anyway, uh, and he turns around and he goes, uh, fills up a couple of ales from the edge of the bar, gives you each. So he gives Kant, you get an ale, that's one silver. Cricket, you're going to get two helpings of eggs, two helpings of meat, and two ales for a total of 12 silver, if you can afford it. I can. All right. You take. I, I, I slap the silver on the, on, on the counter and I go. Smells delicious. Oh, well, my wife Jowley's in the back, and she's been she's been cooking all night. She cooks all day and every night, so we'll always have some good some good eggs, some good meat, some good ale. <laughs> I'm already like walking away with with the food and the ale to to the right. table. You know, I had an ex-wife once, quite an abysmal cook herself. She tried mixing corned beef, onions, and potatoes, made a right hash out of it. I smirk and then I, I walk away. He uh, he just laughs at you and says, "Well, uh, I'm thankful for my jolly. She she's never never mucked a meal up that I've had." And winks at you. I just immediately start digging in. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, do you guys want to sit at this table? Yeah. Yes, I sit down. I don't even acknowledge who's at the table, and I just you know ravenously gobble down this food. Yeah, I'm just gonna... Only only stopping to drink more <laughs> ale to wash it down. Perfect. I'm just gonna sip on my ale leisurely and uh, look at the characters around this inn. Um, both my eyes going in two different directions. Well, you happen to, to sit at a table with uh, another gentleman sitting across from you, and he says, My, my friends, my friends, welcome. Sit down, please. I, I must ask a, a favor of you. Hmm. <laughs> What's this, what's this dude look like? <laughs> uh, he's got, like, a long beard, gray hair. He, he looks like he has a weird little hat on and a cloak. All all tattered. Uh, Might have been purple at one point, but it, it's mostly blackened. Uh, long beard, old, wrinkly, sagging skin. He looks like he's a thousand years old. Uh, the lifestyle of trying to survive in this world doesn't do anybody favors, but this guy looks like he has gotten the short end of every stick in the looks department. So. What makes you think we're gonna help you, man? I've I've got a that what is okay. I've got a thousand silver pieces that says you'll help me. I I stop chewing for a second, I look up a thousand silver pieces. Yes, 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 yes. Food spews That's out of my mouth bullshit. as I say it. <laughs> no, I Jester. no, no, I wish I wish. Ah, my name is Justice Breisner. Um, I once long ago, when I was a young man, I was a very talented wizard, and I created this sword called the Sword of Vile Souls. It was a killing machine, and it has since cursed me with immortality. Every soul the sword has claimed has given me life, and the sword has claimed many, many lives. As you can see, I'm old as shit, and I want to die. My life savings is a thousand silver. If you can find the sword and bring it back to me, I will destroy it and give you the money, and I can die. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a tall tale, sir. You know what you look like? You look like a kid drew you with his ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something... 
Some, I laugh and I spit Somebody more told food. me that this morning. It's not original. Be more original. I'm surprised. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm that somebody said that exact same thing. <laughs> I've been here for a thousand, not a thousand, but like 25 years at this table. I can't leave. I'm too weak to move. What what sense do I get from this guy? Does he seem it like he's bullshitting, like or he seem on the level? Both. It seems like he's just full. It's it's an out outlandish tale, but it it could be true because he looks so old. Um, but you could, I mean, you could ask around and see if he's really been here, or you can uh, you can what's what are these skills in this game again? You can roll skills. What are those? We got ability score. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, roll a presence just to like. Figure something out. See what you get. Uh, yeah, you're you're not really too sure. Uh, the night twenty, uh, Kant, you're a little bit more sure that that he's telling the truth. And I mean, he seem he seems to be to be telling the truth. And if you let's say you just ask, you ask the barkeep, and he says, "Yeah, he's been here for like, uh, uh yeah, he's been here for at least twenty years. He doesn't leave. It's weird. He won't eat. He doesn't sleep. He shits a lot, but." That's the smell. What? He doesn't eat. Where's the shit come the from? Souls. <laughs> it's the souls. It's the souls. All the souls shit. All the time. They're all full of shit. It's terrible. And he like pulls out a coin purse that is comically large and very full. Uh, I'm looking around like nobody else has tried to fucking murder this dude. Take this sack of coins. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can just. Pull this sack of, of coin out of his hand. See if he see what he does. Uh, you cannot make contact with the silver. You can touch. You can touch his hand, but the bag of silver seems to be not there. What the fuck? Basically, it's it's there, but it's kind of transparent. What the? F- ah, what I the told fuck you. Is this I, wizardry. How can I spend it? You must bring me the sword before. You receive the payment. How do we know this isn't some bullshit delusion you're conjuring up? He opens up the bag and pulls the silver out and tosses it to you. And you reach out and catch it. And it's real. It's in your hand. <laughs> I could do what I will with my life savings, and I will to keep it for now, along with this terrible curse, but I must break it. You must free me from the curse. How do we free you? I made this sword for Lawrence Haddendorf, a knight that you may have heard of. You probably have heard like weird fairy tales about this person. It's like I made a sword for King Arthur type of shit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but you also know like this is a weird place and it could very well be true. Um, but a beast befell him in a nearby tomb. It's only a few miles away and a, a, mer- a member of his party escaped. And the word finally has reached me of the location of this sword. I've been telling everyone, everyone. Why don't you go, go get it? I can't leave. I told you I'm too weak. And he tries to like stand up, and he just shits. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> oh, disgusting. He's just sit, sitting in a pile of his own shit. <laughs> it's a curse. It's a curse. I told you. There's no gift along with this. The only wild goose chase I like involves real geese. What do you say, cunt? Well, uh, if he's telling any semblance of truth. Why not? <laughs> how, how about this, old man? I want a few silver pieces up front, just to make it worth our while in case you're fucking around here. 
Your shitting grin is a little suspicious. I can't eat the shit. I've tried. It doesn't work to sustain me or give me more strength. But yes. Okay, I'll give you some. Uh, how much? I... Two. I'll give you two. Is that <laughs> enough? Not right. I Make gave it ten. him one, and I'll give you nine. And he pulls nine more out and sets them on the table, and, and they're, they seem to be real. Where's this tomb? All right, I'll grab five of them. Leave the rest for Kant. The tomb? The tomb is roughly ten miles away as the crow flies. But you must go through the murky bog to get there. And when you get there, you will then have to enter the tomb. The tomb of the screaming snake, I believe it's called. <laughs> and when you... That is where Lorenz was defeated. And where the sword lies. What lies in wait for us? The murky bog in the serpent's lair. Or whatever the hell you just said. I don't remember either what I said. But there are any number of foul beasts. This whole land, even this inn, is filled with them. You will die trying as many have before, but maybe one day I... We'll be lucky enough to be rid of this curse. I don't believe you will succeed, but I hope you can prove me wrong. <laughs> oh, I got nothing else to do. Might as well give it a shot. I like your hair, by the way. It is very nice. Oh, thank you. I grew it myself. I can tell. What's stopping us from murdering you right now? Taking that gold. Again, I've showed you you cannot take it unless I want you to. Try to kill me if you like. He wants to die. I would I would have killed myself long ago, or had someone else do it. Stab him, Cricket. I pull the knife and I try to stab him immediately as soon as Kant says that. And uh, you make contact with his chest and he just looks down in, in shock and looks back up at you and says, Nobody stabbed me in, in a week or two at least. <laughs> <laughs> this is... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, as you can see, you, like, pull the knife out and there's, like, no blood or anything. It's a dry wound. And it's just kind of closed back up. That's fucked. <laughs> I cannot die. Everyone here dies around me and I am cursed to watch it all. Well, I don't have anything else to lose. Let's go find this fucking tomb, Cricket. Everything seems to check out here. Let's do it. And I'll finish the last scoop of eggs as I say that. As you're, dum, dum, dum. as you're chomping down the rest of this food, you notice... Oh. I start drinking the last of my ale while he's figuring out what he's doing. Okay, as you're hanging out there, uh, just eating, drinking, talking, you notice uh, the, the door opens up and a skeleton walks in. Look at that little skeleton. What the fuck? It walks in. <laughs> Nobody seems to really pay it any mind. You might be a little in shock, but it walks right up to the bar and puts his hands on the on the uh, on the bar. And Howie behind the bar laughs and says, "Ah, another one so soon!" All right. He fills a, a cup of ale, puts it on the counter, and the skeleton grabs it and nods. Does the skeleton just not say anything? And walks back out. What the f the fuck kind of inn is this? Bartender, what the hell was that? He was skinnier than you, cunt. <laughs> it's true. And he kind of just... Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. 
Yeah, it happens every now and then. It's I don't I don't really know, frankly. But uh, I give him an L and he leaves, and every now and then he comes back. I just give him an L and he leaves. It's that easy. Just shrug. Finish my L. Let's fucking go. Um, it is essentially night now. By the time you're here, oh, okay. so you you could probably stable up uh, and hang out. But as you finish your ales, um, I'm gonna need you to do something for me here. Oh. Um, you are going to need to give me uh, a toughness toughness roll here. Nine. Uh oh. All right, Randy uh, Cricket. His uh, his fortuitousness, fortuitousness enough. He has enough fortitude to uh, to withstand the uh, the taint within this ale. And yes, I said taint. <laughs> Somebody put their taint in the ale. Um, <laughs> I thought it tasted like shit. <laughs> <laughs> tasted familiar. And so you're you're okay. You're you are gonna be dehydrated and uh, a little worse for the wear, but nothing mechanically speaking. Um, let's see. Give me a 2d6 roll. Me? Robert. Alright. Five and a four. Nine. You are going to be puking for nine hours. Holy fuck. Damn. So, that's gonna mechanically do some things, but you can sleep, try and sleep this off. Uh, you're obviously gonna stay here for the night. Uh, but yeah, you you cannot drink this ale. You are sick. You will be uh, puking. Poor little uh, fella. You start, you start puking at the table. And uh, old Justice is is too weak to move, and he just kind of looks at you. Mm. It happens every night. Someone pukes. Don't worry. The ale's bad here. I probably should have told you that. It's too late. Ugh. Yeah, tasted fine to me. I'll uh, I'll, I'll hand the barkeep five silver to make sure Matilda and my goods are safe while I run upstairs to hopefully just hide and recover for the night. All right, perfect. You are cricket. Are you going up and taking taking the night off as well? Are you gonna uh, hang out, yeah. trade stories with one of these other crazy bastards here? Actually, yeah, I think I'm gonna stay down here for a little bit. Okay, gonna shoot the shit now that my belly's full. See see who's around. All right, Cunt, we're going to move you up into a room here. We'll just say you're in that bed. Okay, as you're. Just gonna be like kind of puking and puking in a bucket. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a little bucket here. <laughs> oh, that's a good looking bucket. You can puke in that bucket for nine hours. Perfect. All right, cricket. You're down in the bar. Uh, you've talked to Justus. You've got this guy here with a plate of meat. There's a couple other people at the other table. Uh, there's a, a woman, uh, a, a pretty woman, standing here. Uh, another man behind the bar, and you hear sounds coming from back in behind in the in the kitchen there. Can do a pretty woman, you say? Mm. <laughs> so, Cricket's fancying himself a ladies' man now that he's got a new hairdo. He's gonna walk up to the uh, the pretty lady and, "How you doing, sweetheart?" I'm just working. Working? Yeah. You a waitress? Yeah. My name's Jally. My dad. Uh, no. My name's Rally. My mom's name is Jally, but my dad is Howie, and he he runs the inn here. I'm just uh, waiting tables and stuff. Yeah, what time you get off? Uh, well, uh, never. It's is like kind of an all always job, but uh, ten. You gotta sleep at some point, 
right? Yeah, I get off around 10 in the morning, but uh, I could always take a quick 10-minute break. <laughs> yeah, you want to take a 10-minute break <laughs> up in the bedroom? Uh, sure. <laughs> red flags, red Let's flags, go. too eager. All right. I'm going to... Oh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take her upstairs. All right, you. She's the one that tainted the beer. You too. Uh, follow her up. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm like totally believing. Okay. That I, that I'm getting lucky and not even looking for anything suspicious whatsoever. So we'll have you follow. It's your new hair, dude. It's give. It's giving me confidence. She she takes you up upstairs. Uh, same way Kant went. Um, takes you into a room. It's dark. She shuts the door. And as she shuts the door, a torch is lit. And you see four other men oh, in fuck. this room. Oh, and fuck. she turns around and looks at you and smiles and says, You shouldn't have talked to me now, <laughs> should you have? And Look, I'm not interested in a gangbang. And uh, one of the guys grabs you by the shoulder, and the other one, another one, punches you in the face. Ah, shit! So we're gonna stop right there for this for this week and see see what happens to Cricket. Did did my uh did my hair fall off when you hit me? <laughs> let's 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 make a roll for it. Okay, <laughs> roll uh <laughs> roll one d hundred. We'll just get a percentile roll. Or just any D, I guess. 50-50. Oh, 66. It stays on. It stays in place. <laughs> you have oh, adhered this. You are looking very debonair as you are getting your ass kicked. As the screen oh, fades to black and we hear the sounds of Kant puking from the other room. And uh, that's where we're going to stop for tonight. Nice. <laughs> we will see <laughs> where we go next time. Great. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Random Rolls. We hope you enjoyed our shenanigans again. We'll be back soon for some more Random Rolls. Um, I said Random Rolls a lot. Bro, 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 this is the script. I need to rewrite it because uh, that's absurd. Thanks for listening. Catch us on our socials, Discord. Love you all. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>